Colony, the no tea, low tea. Hello, my name is Cruz Penelope. The New Metal Discussion Podcast is the newest colony. My name is Ross. My name is Brent. What's up? I hope that wasn't offensive. That was what popped into my head. It rhymed. It can't be racist if it rhymes. It's hard to think of things constantly. I probably should start pre-writing them. That might be better, but... You're not gonna get gems like my name is Cruz Penelope, <laughs> guys. On. Come on. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta take a look here. Um, I think this will be our 64th episode. Uh, I guess 63rd. Ultra 64. If you don't count the uh, the trailer episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just now coming to the realization <laughs> that I should write it. <laughs> I should plan this shit out. <laughs> Maybe tie in like the band or the album. Oh yeah. They do it. But then it's gonna feel forced. <laughs> Not okay. like it doesn't feel forced, anyways. <laughs> Penelope Cruz, off the Cruise, top of the Penelope. dome. Yeah, <laughs> off the dome. Off the dome. Uh, um, there's always like a panic in my eyes when I start off. That's why I come in hot. It's because palpable. it's like running in my head, like uh, e e e. Whoa, what rhymes with P T S D? Okay. Um, so today, <laughs> fuck. Uh, today. We are going to be listening to Coal Chambers' 1999 effort called A Name of Chamber Music. That's right. Spooky! It was released September 7th on Roadrunner Records. Uh, Personnel, B. B Des Fafara, lead vocals, (laughs) Miguel Meigs, uh, Rasson. Yeah. On guitars, backing vocals, and keyboards. Uh, he does the keyboards on Untrue. Raina Foss Rose on bass. She, uh, I guess she got married to Morgan Rose from Seven Dust. Uh, between really? the previous album and this one, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then Mike Bugcox on drums. Bugcox. Bugcox. Um, as you can tell, we're just going to get right into this because, look, if you're a fan of Cold Chamber, this episode is not for you, Buster. Nope. Just go ahead and shut it down. Shut it down right now for your own safety. I I, I always uh you know I, I try to do research. Um, mm. I always check the uh, the uh, new metal subreddit, right? Okay. Uh, so so I I uh, I pulled up subreddit, did a search for cold chamber. Mm-hmm. First, very very first uh post like top rated because it always like will do the top rated post first, mm-hmm. and it was like. Does everyone here hate Cold Chamber like I do? (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of people like, yeah, I actually like Cold Chamber. There are people like, you do? It was Um, one of the band members. Yeah, look, look. We, 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 if if you're new to this, we, we try to, um, we try to be fair. We try to like go into things with an open-minded and balanced. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we always try to come into these things like with an open mind and we don't want to, we don't want to chase anybody off. And just as a personal thing for me, um, shitting on a band or shitting on like a type of music, I don't generally like to do it because I don't want to yuck somebody's yum. I don't want to make somebody feel bad for liking somebody, uh, right. for liking a band or liking a, a particular kind of music. Uh, it makes me feel bad. Um, 
uh, because I've had people, you know, talk shit about bands or music that I like, and I'm kind of like, well, this, this isn't for me because I like this thing, so I don't want to hear somebody shit on it for a long time. So, of course, we we generally try not to do that unless you know we come across like somebody with like really shitty political opinions, or there's like a handful of bands that, um, like I just don't like. I don't. You just don't like some of them. Uh, you know, your your Godsmacks, uh, your Stains. Um, well, you, 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 you like Godsmack more than I, I, I hate Godsmack. You, 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 you like Godsmack more I, than I do. I had fun with them. I don't take them seriously sure. at all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't like them. Uh, but, but Cold Chamber is one that I think we can both agree on that we just, neither one of us, uh, like at all. I don't hate them. I don't either. I'm sure they're very nice people. I just don't know why I know their name. <sighs> I know that sounds mean and that's yeah. only because it is. Uh, look, if like, maybe this is a power man 5,000 scenario where somehow the bands have found this episode and are listening back to it. Yeah. Um, look, man, it's, it's difficult because it, it, look, we didn't like the first Cold chamber album, right? Very chuggy and very like repetitive. Not a whole lot of, yeah, much to go off there. It seems like the band had. At that time, a couple of ideas for songs, and then they sure. got labeled to uh, to sign them at a certain point. Yeah. They were like, well, I guess let's make more songs that sound like this. That's right. all loco big trucks, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, after we talked about Seven Dust on the previous album review episode, yeah. episode 36, Banger. I was on a fucking high. I was just like, God damn, the Seven Dust Same. album is just so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm still perplexed by why people don't know about that album as much or listen to it as often right. because it should it's it should be much higher up the new metal uh, chain than it is. Yeah. And then I was like, look, we recorded that episode, and I like to just immediately jump into the next album after we discuss the uh, that week's episode, and. Yeah. Uh, so I threw on Cold Chamber, and I was looking for a redemption arc for mm-hmm. this band because I've heard of Cold Chamber. Again, uh, kind of like on last week's episode, the Hidden Track episode where we talked about ICP. Uh, ICP was adjacent to music that we listened to, but it's not anything we ever got into. I yeah. felt like Cold Chamber was the same way. Yeah. Like we were listening to uh, Biscuit and Corn and Slipknot and, you know, these other new metal acts. And Cold Chamber was never part of that equation. But you could see Cold Chamber t-shirts in your local mall or whatever. Your local Gedzooks. Yeah. <laughs> local Gedzooks. And, uh... Your local teasers. Yeah. But I never really, like, got into them, right? Sure. right. Same. So I thought, there's got to be a reason why they're popular. And I have a feeling this is the album... That will explain why, because I knew of one Cold Chamber song at that time, and that was Shock the Monkey, which was a cover of some song I'd never heard of. But I remember hearing it on the radio maybe twice in our Mm -hmm. little home state of Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, I thought, I can't wait to look up all the plethora of information on this album. Maybe maybe the internet will fill me in on what exactly is going on with this band. Mm -hmm. Spoilers, no. Wikipedia did not come in clutch. I do have the image of um, Ozzy Osbourne from the video 
going monkey like right like i just have that i remember seeing that video and thinking it was the funniest shit in the world did you rewatch the video yes i i rewatched it i did too like last night it was funny it's they definitely didn't record in the same room. They did not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never see Cole Chamber interact with Ozzy nope. Osbourne in person. It's just him from like the elbows up, essentially. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just elbows doing his up, parts. Side to side. Elbows up, up, side to side. I lean like a cello. <laughs> Sorry. Shout out to Remember that song? Cruz, Penelope. <laughs> Cruz, Penelope. <laughs> uh, but yes, so we're going to give it another shot here. And uh, again, spoilers, yeah. clearly we're not enthused by this album. No. Um, I will say the band's sound has changed. I don't know if evolved is the right word, but it has changed from the previous one. I'll say this. I liked this album better than the first one. Interesting. I don't know if I did. No. <laughs> it's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it could get any lower, but... Yeah. Look, we're just not, we're just, this isn't, I don't want to be mean, but we might, we're, we also try to be funny. Mm -hmm. So part of that is going to be, we're going to be razzing on a little bit. Okay. It just, I, it's going to come out. It's going to happen. And look, if you're a Cold Chamber fan or the band Cold Chamber or anyone who has been associated with that band in the past, hey, you can rip on us as well. It's an oh, equal opportunity. We suck. Here's a good one. Here, we'll give you one for you free. You have more listeners than we do. <laughs> um, here's one for free. Yeah. Hey, those nudist colony fellers aren't as handsome as I expected. Fair. God damn, I felt that one in my core. Hmm. That one hurt. I'm married. I don't give a fucking. <laughs> no. I try to, to say pretty for my wife. Um, so do I. Hey, Katie. Hey. <laughs> I'm not a cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. Unrelated to Cold Chamber. Uh, let's talk about an actual piece of shit. So Aaron I said cuck and you... <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Because uh, I want to go back to Aaron Lewis, right? Oh, So uh, in my head, ever since we like talked about that, and I thought about this the next day. I should have texted you about it, but I kind of wanted to say it verbally. Okay. Uh, I feel like we should start referring to Aaron Lewis as... Alpha Cuck Aaron Lewis. Yes. He's the I like that. he's yeah. He's like Alpha Hey cuck. man, if you're gonna fuck my wife, I want you to do it the way I tell you to. <laughs> yeah. Now put this American bandana on and <laughs> get to business, goddammit. <laughs> That's why I assume he sounds like Holy shit, man. Uh, he's a piece of it's shit. A, it's fuck a bad Aaron time. Lewis. In America for coyotes, you know, like first he he slaughters all those, and then like the whole deal with David Zaslav uh, axing uh, coyote versus Acme. It's just like, oh, yeah. come on, guys, what are we doing here? You know, read so the room. Last week we did a hidden tracks where we we listened to a couple songs we've been jamming on. I almost played it, but I was like, it's not one that I've been, it's not one I've been like listening to recently. But it is one that I thought of after we um after we recorded the the new stain song. Of course. Uh, no, after we talked about that Aaron Lewis post where he I'm sorry, 33 coyotes. I'm sorry, who? Who? Aaron, uh, uh, Alpha Cook Aaron <laughs> there Lewis. There we go. See? It's catching on. And we're gonna make it. Hey, <laughs> listeners, tell your friends. <laughs> you Google it, Aaron it Lewis, make sure you put Alpha Cook Aaron Lewis. I just want to see him on like Fox News or Owen or something. And it has Aaron Lewis on the, <laughs> the little... Uh, Chiron. You, the Chiron. Underneath it, it just says Alpha Cook. <laughs> underneath <laughs> Alpha Cuck, comma, stain. Supreme Alpha Cuck. <laughs> um, there, there's a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It's an old one. 
Uh, it's like pre blood sugar sex magic. I think it was like mother's milk, possibly. But it was uh, it's called uh, Real Men Don't Kill Coyotes. What really? Yeah. So Holy it's like a really shit! Really good song. It's a really fucking good song. Yeah. It's called Real Men Don't Kill Coyotes. Damn. Uh, I almost played it, but it's not one I've been jamming on. So I tried to I tried to keep it with the theme, the theme of like this is what we've been listening to. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so all that is to say that, look, if, if you're a huge Cold Chamber fan and you don't want to hear anybody, we're, we're not going to be that mean. We're not going to be as mean as we are to Aaron Lewis, um, <laughs> Alpha Cook Aaron Lewis. Thank you. Uh, we're not going to be that mean, yeah. but, but we are going to, like, we're going to, we're going to razz it a little bit. So mm-hmm. if this isn't your bag, hey, turn it off. But if you're cool, if you, if you don't mind, you know, us kind of having some fun with this, then we, we've got to do something because this is just not our thing. Okay. Yeah. I am curious. Um, about people who used to listen to this album, and maybe this was one of their go-to albums of their youth or whatever. Mm, um, okay. Does it hold up now? Interesting. Because there are certain albums that we've discussed where they've not held up for me as much as sure. they used to or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I would be curious about that. Uh, now, this album has a shitload of additional musicians. Um, I'm going to spotlight some of the ones that are... Uh, not like kind of laid out track by track. So we've got Brian Levine on uh, the string arrangements across the album. Troy Van Lu- is Lewin. Lewin. Uh, he's the multi-instrumentalist for Queens of the Stone Age. And uh, he provides keyboards. Goddamn mind-blowing. I saw this last Troy's night. Troy's one of my oh, favorite wow. musicians, and he is on this album. He was on the last one, too. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. I feel like we. I've seen his name before, but yeah. I couldn't, couldn't remember. It, it just, I... I don't understand why. Why, Troy? Why did you do this? <laughs> I, I, I mean, he 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 was a he was a session musician um, mm-hmm. before he joined Queens. So I mean, he was probably just in the studio and helped help that. I mean, that's you, what I'm telling myself. You got to help where you can, right? I mean, like sometimes you're like, oh, this. He is a phenomenal musician. Like it is mind blowing that he is on this. Tr- truly, <laughs> truly. Uh, beyond that, we've got Brian Vertu or Ver Vertu. Uh, he's a rock music producer and engineer. He does programming for the album, and Josh Abraham uh, does keyboards and program uh, programming. <laughs> programming. Good Lord. Uh, well, Josh Abraham, he is from is it Orgy? He is no a producer. He's worked with. That's right. Yeah, he's a big time producer. Yeah, he produced this album. Well, <laughs> obviously. No, he is. Yeah, he worked with artists including Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, Kelly Clarkson. Showing up for the second time, Kelly Clarkson. Don't shit on her. Just because she's a pop star, she's got some pretty good hits. Shakira, Shakira. Weez- <laughs> Weezer, Linkin Park, Velvet Revar- Revolver. Jesus. <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen, Adam Lambert, Alkaline Trio, and of course, coming in the rear, Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the the man has um, the man has some some hits under his belt for sure. Yeah, um, and there's some other musicians that we'll get to. I've got them laid out across the tracks as we we go through. Okay, them, I, yeah. I misspoke. Troy did not do the original Cold Chamber or the oh, the, the, okay. the first Cold Chamber. He was on uh, uh, he was on uh, he did Orgy Candy Ass. He, he oh okay okay for that one. Also, shockingly, did not realize this. Um, he was an engineer for Corn on Freak on a Leash. Oh, oh! Is that one album? He also or did additional song? guitar on uh, Crazy Town, Gift of the Game. <laughs> hey, okay, hey man, you know what? Troy getting around. You know that is wild. Look, it takes all kinds. You know. Wow. 
I feel like Queens, okay. of the, Queens of the Stone Age is one of those bands where uh, people who are like fans of music, like uh, you, of course, but also they're. It's not to say that Queens of the Stone Age is like an indie band. They're like fairly popular, no. but they are like a musician's band. People that kind of like focus on, yeah, on that, right? That's fair. Yeah. And then when you hear stuff like this, where there's like, oh yeah, and also the one guy played on Crazy Town's album. I know. All right, cool. I mean, I'm guessing the, hey, the, man, uh, the man needed money. So honestly, uh, I would say at least half that album is pretty slapping. So you know, yeah, I I definitely listened to the shit of it back in the day. So mm-hmm. you know, hey, will that one hold up? We will never know. So this was <laughs> recorded. At Longview Farms in North Brookfield, Massachusetts, and uh, Westlake Adio in Los Angeles, California. So, uh, and then the label, like I said, was on Roadrunner, classic new metal uh, label. I, I'm just now discovering that I didn't fill out all the blanks of my my notes here. All right. Uh, but yeah, again, there's not a ton of information there's on Wikipedia not. for this. You know how like a band's main page will have like a timeline, and sometimes you can get some like choice nugs of information from that. Sure. But then you can drill down further on the album. Right. Not a whole lot of nope. anything to go on. Matter of fact, the information I found on the band's main page versus the album's main page is contradictory information where it came to the single or singles from this album. On the actual album page, it doesn't say anything about the number of singles, what the singles were. But then you look at the band's page, it says that Shock the Monkey was their only single for this album, and it's the one that performed best for them. But it's also, like, the mm. only one, so... Sure. I guess it also performed worst for them? Like, whatever, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, all that to say, the, there you go. Not, not, not a lot of information. No. Didn't find much of anything as far as, like, um, sales. Uh, let's I see. Think it went gold, didn't it? Not in the States. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have oh, anything okay. here. Uh, I'm trying to see where it ranked highest. It got 18 in Finnish albums, <laughs> which like, which is weird because I kind of didn't want to finish this album like a couple of times, you know. Um, oh, there's, you, a, there's a song on here where <laughs> I would finish myself off. I don't mean that sexually. I mean that with a uh, with a gun. <laughs> no, I want to finish off. <laughs> <laughs> would you be upset if you killed yourself and I jacked off? No, I don't give a shit. Okay, cool, cool. Good. What's well, stopping you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tell me. Did, did did you come across? Or don't are do you it. Don't with, do the, it. with like, the personnel? Don't like. It's like we're we're just getting close. We're joking. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> um, uh, real quick, uh, UK albums. Uh, it peaked at twenty one there, but again, there's no chart information regarding uh the United States. Okay. Uh, which is where we're based in. Uh, typically, what we reflect, but it's just just not available there so i don't know that this album did very well i didn't find any uh support or touring info either so there's none of that yeah but uh yeah back to you um i just want to break up this because i thought it was absolutely hilarious keep this keep this quote in mind i don't know if you came across this but listeners keep this quote in mind when we listen to this album um they said specifically when they were recording this that they had kind of gotten lumped in as like a corn ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said specifically for this album, they wanted to uh, get away from that and um, not sound like corn for this album. Well, what? 
I read that and I like I had to take a walk. Yeah. I was like, no. No. Is this a joke? No. Wait, wait, wait. We may be on opposite sides of the same coin here. So do you feel that this album sounds like corn? I feel that they're trying to sound like corn. I feel like they're trying to sound like corn's influences and they got further away from sounding like corn, but that doesn't mean it's good. You know? No. There's a couple songs on here where like it starts off and I'm like, this could be like a corn like a shitty corn song, but a corn song. There yeah, yeah. Um I hear you on, on some of that. But there I was I was surprised at the direction <clears throat> this album went sonically. Yeah. I did not expect this. And I feel like I have seen like a couple of live performance uh like uh, fan shot footage at festivals of Cole Chamber playing or whatever. Yeah. And I don't recall seeing like anything like this. Now I have seen, or I'm sorry, uh, I've heard uh, Dez's other band, uh, fuck. Kill uh, Dozer or something. Oh my God. It just left my brain. I want to say down, but that's uh Phil Anselmo from uh, Pantera's band. Uh, uh, yeah. uh fuck. Uh, I will say, um, that one thing that made me laugh was I was I think it was I was watching a uh, I was watching a video uh, with with Dev and um, they asked him about like how did he feel about being labeled new metal mm-hmm. and he said that they you know they were in the first wave of like what were considered new metal and then like there was this uh, you know the 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 second kind of wave of new metal stuff came out and it, and it sort of ruined that new metal moniker that they didn't want to be labeled new metal anymore. And so he said that they consider themselves, um, actually this may not, this may have been the guitarist. I can't remember. It was, it was either Dev or the, Des or the guitarist said that they consider themselves, um, spooky core. <laughs> spooky core is what they spooky. call themselves. Uh-huh. Hmm. And then I came across this quote. All the drugs, the alcohol, the sex, all that exists on tour. I tend to sit in the back of the bus with candles, just writing. Hmm. That's Des. That's deep. They're so so goddamn (laughs) corny. They are so fucking corny. Uh Des is the core. Look, he is. I'm trying not to be mean here. He is so fucking corny. Like his lyrics, Jesus Christ. I was reading along some of the lyrics and just like, this is like what like an edgy 16-year-old uh, who who is obsessed with Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and uh, uh, Invader Zim uh, thinks is like cool and edgy. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, at least in his 20s to 30s at this point. Um just unbelievably corny lyrics. I I could not fucking believe it. Um, it is ri- ridiculous. His other band is called Devil Driver. Devil Driver. That's, that's what I tried to say. Killdozer. Get... <laughs> I mean, you know, not too far off. But I have heard a couple of Devil Driver songs, and they are closer to what I think of as, um, I guess what I imagine Cold Chamber might sound closer to. Mm-hmm. Um, their top song on apple music is sale which is the cover of the uh uh the song by fucking uh what's his nuts sale 
so I'm not I'm not going to play that one because that's the cover. But I, I do want to check out their the next one down, which is Clouds Over California. It's from 2007. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, this sounds like metal. Not yeah. saying, like, there's only one way that metal can sound, but. This like... is more spooky core to me. <laughs> I'm more into Goblin Grind, but that's just me. <laughs> okay, so this is Dez's? Is this uh, Dez singing? I think so. Right, yeah, 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 I think that's right. Is it? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's Des. Yeah. Okay. See, now I hear it. I, I do have to uh, to give him credit. I do think that his, uh, he is capable of more vocally than I initially thought, just based off that first Cold Chamber album that neither of us cared for that much. Right. Um, but you know, it is what it is on on that one. But uh, yeah. Yeah. See, like this, I would be closer to listening to regularly um some of the stuff that's on this cold chamber album that we'll be discussing today uh i don't i don't know man yeah let's just get into this let's okay. let's let's, let's fucking go with the band-aid off <laughs> okay first up we got miss it's a it's a it's a fucking it's an instrumental uh, this album is about 55 minutes altogether. Uh, 30 seconds shorter now. Okay, next up we got Tragedy! <laughs> what do you think about uh, Mist as an opener? You got like the, uh, the strings and stuff. It's not good. It's a <laughs> shitty instrumental, honestly. It's not a good instrumental. I like instrumental like breaks in, song, or in albums, but that's not good. Oh, It has nothing to it. You know what? I might be a devil's advocate on this episode. Because I... Okay. I didn't... Uh, it's not anything that I would personally gravitate toward or think of for an album I was working on, but I think given the album's title and them wanting to put forth that they're changing their style or expanding it or whatever, starting your new metal album with the cellos and shit, okay, maybe it's kind of gearing up for like what's to come yeah. a little bit. Um, but it's... It's still not a good instrumental track. I, I liked it better than oh, okay. uh, the, the first, uh, that the opening track for that P.O.D. album, oh, where okay. it just like slowly fades in. It's like meanders quite a bit. Yeah. And it's just Sonny saying, hey, welcome. I got dreadlocks. Right. Yeah. You yeah. want to go body surfing? Cynics and Christ-like hypocrites. How they stick to you like glue. Jealous and thoughtless lunatics. How they stick to you like glue. The man loves repeating things. Big truck. Big truck. 
<laughs> the chorus is just truth is like a tragedy. Truth is like a tragedy, and it just repeats that over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, unclean, undeniably surely. What unclean, undeniably surely? Don't call me surely. How they stick to you like glue, offensive and corrupt. How they seem to fuck with you, so fuck you. Real quick, I, I just that is fuck off, F- fuck off, Fafara, fuck off, Fafara. That's like the worst goddamn lyrics. <laughs> uh, r- real quick, that song "Sale" was by AWOL Nation. I was driving me nuts that I couldn't remember oh, who did it. Uh, what you don't like that song? I don't. I don't like. I don't know it. Well, I, I don't know anything about AWOL Nation. I, I, I think I've like heard something, or and I just didn't care for it. Sale. I don't know. Are they? Are they like? Uh, it's, it's one guy. Oh. Isn't it like kind of like uh, Idiot. like chain smokers or whatever that is? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Pole smoker. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, wow. Yes. Okay, so that was tragedy. Um, next up, El Cucuy. Um, Which is like some Spanish monster or Mexican monster? They call him the Mexican monster. I, this was this was tough to listen to. <laughs> this definitely has the like corn vibes to it. I, I feel like it was yeah, big time. There's one on here that it's like, like it's an, I think it's the next one that was like, Jesus Christ, how can you say you were trying to get away from corn and then put this out? Yeah, um, I I've only listened to this album like twice. Oh really? Yeah, I oh. listened to it like the next day after we recorded the Seven Dust review, and then I I meant to get back to it multiple times between then and now. Mm. I don't want to. I so I, I, I listened back to this album earlier today while I was yeah. at work. I just had it on as I was uh, working, and I was like, "Oh boy, how much time is left on this? How much time is on? The, how long is an hour? It's quite long sometimes." Yeah. I listened to it uh, probably five or six times, all the way through. Jesus Christ, man! I was trying to come Are up you with okay? like I was trying to come up with like like some because I'm like I don't like it, but maybe I can come up with something like funny to say about it. And I was just like every song, I'm like God, I, I just get so annoyed by his lyrics that I just like I can't make fun of this. Like it's, it's already so dumb. Yeah, I, again, uh, for new listeners, I'm not a lyrics guy. I, I genuinely, or generally, don't pay attention to it. Is it weird yeah. that I don't pay attention to lyrics and then I, like, fumble my words and slur my speech all the time? That's part of the when you hit your head. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, looking this like, up, it, I, I googled El Cucoy, and it says, The Coco, or Coca, is a mythical ghost-like monster equivalent to the boogeyman found in Spain and Portugal. Is he Portuguese? The man? I got some Portuguese in me. Do you want some? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. You beat me to it. Shit. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, yeah. It, it was like a... Uh, I think it was my great-great-grandfather. and uh, Great-great-grandfather uh, was uh, uh, from... He was a... Uh, he was in Germany. He was Uh-oh. Catholic. Uh-oh. And he was like, uh, he like worked for the church, so he wasn't supposed to like have sex, right? He was 
And I think he was on a mission in Portuguese, in Portugal, and was at a, uh, a convent, and one of the nuns he ended up running off with, and they both got, like, kicked out of the church. Um, and it was, like, a big scandal. Oh. Uh, because they were both, like, holy people, and also, like, she was, you know, like, not white. <laughs> like, uh, wait, what? Uh, she's, like, Mediterranean. Oh, wait, yeah. Sorry, I I forgot that you're, this took place in Portugal. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so then they, like, they, like, had to, like, uh, like, got kicked out of the church and had to, like, go and, like, mm-hmm. start over, basically. Smash. Smash cut to now. Yeah. They're staring down at me just, <laughs> we did all that for this. <laughs> Fuck. Look, their story must be told on a <laughs> new metal discussion podcast. Oh, by the way, I'm not having kids, so your lineage ends here. <laughs> Billions of years of evolution, people <laughs> fighting and striving, animals dying, suffering and life and love and happiness, and all of it ends with me because I refuse to do shit about it. Fuck all of you. Biology, you end with me. I take great great joy in that, knowing that all of my lineage ends with me. And that is the story of El Cucoy Pio. <laughs> That is everything you need to know. Go, 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 I am Puss in Boots. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want me to read the chorus to you so you can see how stupid it is? If you want, yeah, uh, pause it before uh, we go to the next track. But yeah, yeah if, if you like. Um, okay, so the chorus, I'm placeable. Wait, huh? I'm placeable. I got, how did I get lost immediately? Like upon the first <laughs> syllable, I'm? Two words. Like I apostrophe M? I'm, uh, yes, I am, I'm placeable. Like I can be placed somewhere? What does you this tell mean? me. What is context? Oh, it gets better. Innate yet surely substantial. Huh. To repay your fade away. Wait, is this? Oh, uh, oh wait, 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 hold on. Okay. Sweetness smells so sweet. Huh. At your feet, just to repay your fade away. What? I don't know what any of that means. I like like nonsensical lyrics, like if they're done in uh in kind of like a poetic way, you know, where you can kind of infer like I really like Nirvana, even though like even Kurt admits like uh, a lot of his lyrics were just he purposely did nonsensical lyrics. Um, but I, I enjoy that because you can kind of infer like a, um, like a meaning onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just, this is, this is someone trying to sound like deep, but just, it sounds dumb. I wonder if some of those candles flickered out as he was writing. He's <laughs> just like, I don't, I'm just going to go by muscle memory on writing some of these lyrics down. I don't know. So, uh, did, has he said Shirley in multiple songs at this point lyrically i thought you said shirley earlier in this episode maybe okay i'm trying right. to keep a shirley count because uh, it, it's not really Shirley count it's not quite the hard rock or metal yeah uh verb verbiage verbiage that i would we'll expect yes. you know this is the one that that i was like this is like for someone trying to not sound like corn mm-hmm. you fucking failed bro on what this track here? Yes, yeah, this next one. Untrue. Track four. Whoops. Turn it up instead of down. Whoops. That was an accident. Uh-oh. Wink. Big wink. Big wink. 
Big like, twink. <laughs> Big twink. <laughs> Shout out to the twinks out there. You know. Okay. Yeah. You got to admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like guitar. The guitar yeah, yeah. effect. Like, not only is he trying to sound like Jonathan Davis, like... God damn, he just repeats... The the chorus is just, you've been untrue, I've seen it before, I see it again. Just repeated over and over and over. You would think, like, the last, the last, like, stanza, they would, like... Switch it up somehow. Mm-hmm. No, it's just the same thing. It's like that with all the choruses. Yeah. It's quite clear now. Your phone rang all night. I waited there, waiting, anticipating, coping with fear. Where have you been? This is like a, a pretty intense shift from the previous set of lyrics where it was very, like, nonsensical. This is, like, very surface level, like... I did this thing, then you did this thing to me, so I did this thing. That type of scenario. These Cookie Monster vocals remind me a lot of Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory. Yeah. No, the part we just talked over. I talked over. Yeah. That is... It's like it's like a local band that wanted to sound like corn. That's uh-huh. That's exactly what, what I'm picking up from this. Um, yeah. It's so Jonathan Davis. Honestly, I uh, I don't even remember hearing a song earlier today. I think I just like kinda glossed over it somehow. I will say that I was surprised at the amount of like clean vocals on this album. Because that was Yeah, this part. I'm picturing like Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I can I guarantee you, if you would, if you would, if you had read the vocal or read the the lyrics along with this, yeah, you would have the hatred that I do. Oh no, I I understand. I'm not happy about uh, any of it. It's and like. The frustrating thing is it's not like one or two songs. It's like every single song, the chorus is just two lines repeating, sometimes just one line repeating. Well, you know, when we did the first Cold Chamber album, right. it, it was a we doubled up on that episode. We did Cold Chamber, and then we did the yeah. Power Man 5000 uh, album. Yeah. And uh, we, we picked like just a handful of songs for each of those. So this is our first time going track by track, yeah. doing a deep dive through Cold Chamber songs. And... Yep. Uh, it's panning out great, honestly. So uh, let's move on to fan fucking fantastic track five, Tyler's song. Wait, actually, can you uh, can you back Oop. it up? I want to I want to hit that uh, that intro okay. part of it. Go son, go son. Like so, like okay, the music here like it's fine. Yeah. It's not bad. I I, I like the I like the growl of the the bass, growl yeah. of the bass, the crack of the bass. What do you think about the the bass on this? Do you like the tone? Do you like the the playing at all? Does it do anything for you? Not particularly, no. Okay, yeah. I see what he's going for, but I, it's not. Uh, this song was featured on the Scream 3 soundtrack. End of notes. The best one. <laughs> oh, the one with uh, James Hunter Bob? 
The best one. Yeah. Raise your guard again. They don't give a damn. Yeah, I, I don't. The same thing the whole time. I'm trying to like put my myself in the the mindset of someone who's writing lyrics, right? Like his his lyrics are different verse to verse, correct? It's not like they repeat the the same exact words. Oh, the chorus verse to verse. No, the the verses specifically. Oh, the, yeah, the, no, you're right. Sorry. So verse, yeah. so he's going through the trouble of like writing these verses out, and then he's like, I'm gonna save the chorus for last because honestly. There's like seven syllables. So I'm just going to repeat over and over again. Yep. But it's funny because like even the even the verses like are almost the same. That, that's what's that's that's the crazy thing. Like he doesn't even like. So verse one is let me, let me let me turn this down just a little bit. Verse one. If you get up, but they slap you around, then just remember that I will always be there. When I say to you, Daddy loves you, understand, I'm out in the real world again. I'm trying. Verse two. Don't compromise your ideals for anyone else. Respect your mom and always think of her first. When I say to you, Daddy loves you, try to understand, I'm out in the real world. I'm trying again. Is this a song for his, like, literal son? I mean, like, is this, like, Haley's song, but for, like, metal guys? I guess. Sun, if the sun don't shine, I'll try like hell to make light from the dark. Sun, if the sun don't shine, I'll try like hell to make light from the dark for you. Hmm. He added a for you on that one. Yeah. I just... It pisses me off listening to the lyrics. Yeah. Like it genuinely upsets me. Like, when I was listening back to this album each time... The two times, the two yeah. and only times I've listened to this album all the way through, um, I did notice the repetition. I didn't realize it was like this consistently, this repetitiously repetitious, repeatingly repetitiously repetitious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what's in your mind? What's in your wallet? Um, Capital One. <laughs> Capital oh, yeah. One, beat. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Um, it has this uh, long back masking part. Does it tell you what this says? On a, on your uh, no me importante que yo pienso de God. No me importante que yo pienso de natas. Los dos existan no más con los dos juntos. God natas. Hago yo lo quiero. Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> yo hago y no me importante de nada respecto respecto. Oh, okay. That's what uh, I thought. Translation, I do not care what I think of God. I do not care what I think of Satan. The two exist no more with the two together. God, Satan, I do what I do and do not care about anything. Respect, respect. Cool. And that was Birdman? Yeah. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Okay. This is... Yeah, man. This is not like ringing a bell at all. It's so weird. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I just like got in a zone of just passively listening to this album, I guess. Look at you. <laughs> Creature, do the ones hurt. Creature, do the ones you hurt come into the dreams, your schemes of ripping these lives apart who screwed you. For me, it's love of chase. For me, it's can't create. If it's simply covered, say to one another. Nice. 
did any of what I just said make any sense? No. I mean, like, I, 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 like, I don't, but, again, don't care about lyrics necessarily making sense, mm-hmm. but they need to have some kind of, like, artistic layer to them, mm-hmm. you know, um, where you can kind of insert your own meaning. That is bull, that is nonsense. You know, on the the first album, I remember complaining that it, it felt very samey. There weren't really like breaks in the like guitars and um, to where like the guitar itself would cut out and it's just like the bass and drums right. and then vocals over it maybe and it wasn't enough variety in it. And I feel like this is this could be a song that they saved from the uh, first album sessions that got moved over to this one. Getting a lot of that. Yeah, um, did you did you happen to see um, on the uh, on the guest on the guest musicians? Um, oh, I got them all, baby. What DJ Lethal was credited as? Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Hold hold steady, brother. We're not. Okay. <laughs> we're not halfway there. I am living on a prayer. Huh. Oh yeah, this has like some like weird chanting shit or whatever. Again, this this album's fifty five minutes. It's got what sixteen tracks altogether, and that's not counting any like uh, bonus tracks on the uh, the limited edition version of this album, which brings it up to eighteen. This is it's, <coughs> it's a uh, whoops. Hey, there we go. Uh, next up, we got "Not Living" track seven. Sounds like the last. Got a little bit of a corn vibe going on. If you can believe it. What? Here, I'm going to show you what the chorus looks like. For this song, Not Living. You're bleeding me, you're bleeding me, you're bleeding me, you're bleeding. Just over and over. Was that like four times? So it's four lines that repeat four times. Uh-huh. So it's just a hot sixteen. Uh-huh. So you think you think maybe the last one you'd be like, You're bleeding, you're bleeding, you're leaving. No. Yeah. It's just you're bleeding, you're bleeding, you're bleeding. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. See this sounds This is one of the times where I was working today where I like snapped back in. It's like, oh yeah, I'm listening to this album. How much time is left? A lot? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh-huh. I just... Uh, the, the man cannot write lyrics. Surely someone in the band could have, like, assisted. Because... Listen to this bass. No guitar this time. A lesson learned, perhaps. Good job. What do you think about this this bass? You like the tone? I want I want to find some positive That's fine. for you. <laughs> it's it to me it's it's almost just more like astonishing that they got away with this. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's my what's so captivating uh, about this band to me is like why do I know this band's name because it's not like I like the song Loco well enough. It is very like. If you've heard like the first verse 
through the first chorus. You've kind of heard the entirety of the song. Yeah. But it's still kind of like fun. All their other material. Don't get it. I don't know. It, I... Like I was telling you, the uh, the next track we're going to be talking about, uh, Shock mm -hmm. the Monkey, is their their single from this. So yeah. if that, if someone liked that song enough to go out and buy this album, would any other track on here hit with them? Do you think? Like I, I feel like it'd be one of those things where you'd be like, oh, I don't like, I don't like the rest of this. Listeners, if you were one of those people, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> If that's the case, they're going to chime in like uh, a couple weeks after we're recording this now. It'll be like, wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you bothering us with this? What? We put this behind us. Oh. If you don't have anything else, we can just, <laughs> we just move on to the next one. Okay, Shark the Monkey. Track eight. Peter Gabriel song. So, this is where we get to like the, the additional musicians really start flowing into this album. So Ozzy Osbourne on guest vocals and E. Blue, uh, Elijah Blue from Dead Sea, the band Dead Sea, does key, keyboards son? and uh, guest vocals. Yeah, Sheriff's yeah. Son. If you can believe it. <laughs> Take it, Stitch. Hit me, Rob. Monkey. Sorry. I, like I said, I, I kind of remember the song from back in the day. I listened back to it for this uh, review, yeah. and I was like, Jesus Christ. This They re-recorded the song, and then they, like, they put it out. Uh-huh. They could have put some energy into it, you think? Wait, we're getting... We're about to hit my favorite part. Like, I thought this was used to be like an Aussie song. That's why he's here. Yeah, don't you... Fuck, I just talked over it. Don't you monkey with the monkey. <laughs> All right. Can you pause it real quick? So, I'd never heard the original song. So, I was like, well, what is this? What is the original one? Yeah. What is, what, what can oh, you never heard it? No. Oh. So I went back and I listened to it and I was like, I don't know that I know much Peter Gabriel. I definitely don't know this song. He did Sledgehammer, right? Uh, yeah. So I was listening to this. First of all, five minutes. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. <laughs> and then it's this. It's very like new wavy. It's from 1982. Yeah. The year of my birth. And this happens. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I uh, you I don't know. It. I don't know what anyone involved in the cold chamber. Oh, <laughs> Let me see if uh, I like this version better. Really? Yeah. Uh, At least see. it kind of makes sense. It feels like on on the the cold chamber one, it's like either go harder or go softer, but you like are floating in the middle, and it just like doesn't 
<laughs> I like this one because it's so ridiculous. But hey, don't you monkey with the monkey? Now let's drop the vocals out. Just an elevator. It's not mixed great. Well, I I did that. Hold on. No, I mean just like I <laughs> even did with it. the lyrics. Uh, yeah, I um, I gotta be honest. I don't like either of these. I think they're both fucking trash. Okay, you want to skip it? <laughs> no, let's keep it going. There we go. But this is their most popular popular track. Um, so yeah, uh, the dude from Dead Sea is on keyboards and guest vocals here somewhere, probably just backing vocals. Anthony Fu, Valak, and Phil Western provide additional programming. And uh, yeah, I just... I don't know why people would... Like, why someone would pick this song to cover. Like, there, there are a number of covers in new Metal that are... Uh, at the time, were surprising. I think Limp Bizkit's cover of George Michael's Faith is a good example of that, oh, but it just works so standard. well. Yeah. Um, this is just like, hey, we're going to do a cover because that's what we're supposed to do now. Seems very like cookie cutter in that way. Yeah. I hate it. This is a fucking travesty. I like this verse. Fox the fox, rat all the rats. You can ape the ape the ape. Shock, I know about that. There's one thing you must be sure of. I can't take anymore. Dying. Don't you monkey with the monkey. Hey! I was reading about the original song, and I guess Peter Gabriel wanted Shock the monkey to be... Uh, it's metaphorical. It's not like a literal monkey that's getting shocked, because well, I guess yeah. people thought it was about like animal torture and all this stuff. Right. But it's supposed to be like um, like uh, something regarding like heartbreak or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I I hope I never hear the song again for the rest of my life. I know that sounds like hyperbolic, but it is true. I don't like any version of this song. Yeah. There's it's just it didn't need to happen. And honestly, I blame Peter Gabriel. Is he still alive? I don't know. No. Good question. Who knows? <laughs> I think Sledgehammer is kind of a fun song. Oh, Sledgehammer rules. Sledgehammer. But then he goes and he does this to us. Yeah. All right. So well, next up eight. we've got uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Anchorman quotes. <laughs> the height of comedy. Track nine, Burgundy, featuring... Amy Echo on guest vocals, along with Jay Gordon from Orgy on keyboards. He's still alive. He's 73 years old. Jay Gordon? Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, spooky core. Okay, I get it. I get it. Mm. We saw Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Amy Echo and Jay Gordon guesting on this one. I guess I, I mean, I can hear her, like, vocals here, but it's... Yeah, it's she like, was a singer of the Human the Waste Project. Mm. I don't like this song. <laughs> so, um, I ordered, um, uh, my first... Uh, <laughs> Just now. 
I got uh, my first uh, Sonic IDW trade. Oh. Yeah. It was really good, too. We're just going to talk about comic books over the rest of this album, aren't we? Fuck I'm it. Let's just go. Did you do really the... really good. Uh, here, turn down just a little bit. We got, yeah. we got Sonic the Hedgehog to talk. We got sure. Sonic talk to, to go on about. So is it the... Uh, is it like a soft cover or is it the, the thick, bitty uh, it's a soft, hardcover? It's a soft cover. Oh. So um, it's like... Uh, it's you want to turn it into a hardcover? Hey, after I tell you about it, just my... Um, it is about, uh, it's uh, starring uh, Tangle and Whisper, who are two, uh, two new additions to the Sonic lore. Oh, uh, yeah. Tangle is a... She got that tail? She's a lemur. She yeah. got that thing on her? Yeah, and her design is absolutely fucking adorable. Yeah, because she can like so grab good. stuff with her tail and whatnot, right? Yeah, and she's like super hyperactive. Uh, next up, we've got Entwined. <laughs> Um, she's super like hyperactive and just like she's such a joy. And then Whisper is like a fox or a wolf, um, but she's like a sniper, and she's like uh, got like severe. Wait, hold on. Roots, bloody roots, roots, bloody roots. Is that the lyrics? No, no. <laughs> I was like, what? what? It sounds like the. Uh, oh, that the was the Sepultura song, song. Yeah. Right, right? I was like, why, why did I know that? Um. Yeah, this is really corn. Like, come on. How are you going to say you're trying not to sound like corn and you do this shit? Anyways. Um, so, so uh, Whisper is a wolf. She's like a sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like got PTSD from some stuff that happened in her backstory. And so she, 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 she always talks to this whisper. album a few times in a row. <laughs> yeah. She uh, ate the barrel of a shotgun, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, IDW goes hard. Swallowed the business into the shotgun. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like it's like a side story with the two of them. Like Sonic and Tails and stuff show up, but it's primarily about the two of them. So it's like, it was like a side like mini series, and uh, I really like the art. Um, I saw I saw a YouTube video where a guy like talked about it and like covered it, um, and like was sh- just showing panels and kind of like did like an overview of the story. And I was like, man, this looks so. F- the art is just fucking incredible. Um, uh, yeah, and so I had so I so I, had, I saw it on Amazon. It was for like ten bucks or something. It was mm-hmm. crazy cheap, and um, but it's like a I think it's like four or five issues. Is it the the first volume? I think it's just like a standalone okay. thing. I was gonna say I, I remember reading like the first five issues whenever it went over to IDW, and it was more like a resetting of the like or reestablish. What am I trying to say? Yeah, it's like setting up a new continuity, essentially. Right. Yeah. It was just like Sonic and Tails fighting Robotnik, and then it expanded from there. From Robotnik. Robotnik, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a cover over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the art is just fucking phenomenal, though. It's it's just uh, absurd, absurdly good. I, uh, if you get caught up one of these days with all your... <laughs> All the million things you've got going on, uh, I'll let you borrow it because it's um, it's just a lot of fun, man. Um, it kind of makes you want to buy some more Sonic comics, honestly. You know, they were fun back in the day, and I kind of regret giving away all my old like Archie Sonic oh, the Hedgehog comics. Yeah, because they were some like, oh yeah, that art looks awesome. It's fucking great, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like fun stuff back in the day. The Archie stuff specifically. Yeah, I think it, it hewed more closely to the um, the animated series at the time. Right. But eventually it like spun off. Kinda like the, the Ninja Turtles comics. Yeah. Like the first 
what five six issues of that where like mirrored the animated series and then it turned into its whole ass other thing right Uh, let me see what else we've got here On uh, Comixology Unlimited, which is soon to go away and instead just be replaced by the Kindle app. Really? Uh, it, yeah. Oh, wow. It does show that... Honestly, the uh, the first three um, hardcover collections... Okay, so that was Entwined. Coming up, we got Feed My Dreams. Uh, the first three like hardcovers are available on... Uh, Amazon's like book service, Kindle, uh, whatever. Oh, that's the ID. Oh, that's the IDW stuff. Yeah, okay. that you can read if you've got a Comicsology Unlimited. Um, account. just out of curiosity, did you have a? Yeah, it was a Marvel Unlimited. Is that the Marvel Comics app? Yeah. Um, do you know? Are the old Transformers comics on there? No, no. That's uh, who is uh, 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 Image Skybound has the Transformers license now. But they were published by Marvel, mm-hmm. so they're on Image's app. No, like I don't know that they're available anywhere currently. Oh. They were at IDW, but right. yeah, like uh, it's kind of like uh, Conan. Whenever he was at uh, yeah. Marvel, it followed him to like Dark Horse for a while. Yeah. And sometimes Dark Horse would republish those old Marvel stories, but I I uh, I, I saw a video talking about the. Um, the the Marvel Transformers comics, like the ones from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they go real hard, um, but they they did they made a concerted effort to uh, to blend them into the Marvel universe. So like mm-hmm. Spider Man and like Doctor Doom and like Iron Man and shit like all show up, and like Cybertron is part of like the MCU. Like it exists. It's like another world out there. Mm-hmm. Like the Transformers, like run into spider-man and, and shit yeah um i was like man i would this sounds fucking bug nuts i'm gonna read that yeah uh i know they did that back in the day with uh like rom and i think maybe right, ROM there was like a uh, crossover issue with like gi joe and like spider-man or whatever okay. and then uh godzilla back in the day as well he uh there was a issue where he crossed over with like devil dinosaur or something i was like oh fuck yeah do like giant lizards fighting uh, and like shit that's that's right up my fucking alley. Fucking so awesome. I like tracked down this issue and I, I bought it and I read it when I had COVID. It was fucking great. Hell yeah. And then I like got to the end of the issue and then it was like to be continued and then like maybe the Fantastic Four or some like additional Marvel characters were going to come into the series at that point. Yeah. I was like, well fuck now I gotta get this whole thing. And then luckily, somewhere I can't even remember where, but I found an old like black and white uh Marvel Essentials like Godzilla book. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck, yeah. It isn't black and white, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But all those, like, uh, Marvel issues are are there. Okay. So I'll be able to uh, read it uh, seven years after my death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Feed My Dreams. Uh, next up, we've got No Mercy. Wait, is it No Mercy or My Mercy? My Mercy. Okay. The song after that is No Home. I fucked up. Uh, my Mercy, uh, again, uh, Elisha Blue from Dead Sea on keyboards and guest vocals, and then Amy Echo also on guest vocals. Yeah. This one's going to be good. I have a feeling this is going to be deep. I've done my mercy. 
I liked it better when we were talking about Sonic comic books. <laughs> um, I feel like this album is full of incorrect lessons learned. You know, like they, it's like they went back through the the history of new metal that we've discussed so far. Mm. Outside of Sepultura, I'm sorry. It, it was a mistake, an oversight on my part. But they've gone back through and listened to all those albums. They've picked all the ones that we don't care for. And they're like, let's learn from this example. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting some like uh, stabbing westward vibes from this yeah, a little bit, I you know, that, but yeah. it's like the the slower. Um, okay, here, positive. Um, I, I like the keyboards here. Well, shout out to Elijah Blue from Deadsy. Deadsy. You, you heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> it's not orgy. Yeah, it's not orgy. But it's close. It might as well be. Did they do that key to Gramercy Park? Was that them? Oh, this is a good question. Uh, I got the key to Gramercy Park. I think it was. I'm almost positive that was them. Let me look them up. A- again, they were another band that was kind of circling the stuff that we listened to back in the day, and I never just got into them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hot damn. You're fucking right. Hey, pause this shit. I got the key to Gramercy Park. <laughs> Let's throw this on. Let's see what this. I got the key, key to Gramercy Park. Holy shit. You Told fucking you. nailed it. Told you. I do remember this song coming on MTV and being like, oh, this is kind of good, but yeah. I never... You huh. get real 80s with it. I remember Dead Sea being one of those bands where their their gimmick was they all kind of dressed like lab coat guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they were all different colors. Probably because right. his name was Elijah Blue, so he was like, I'm blue, yeah. so you have to be red, you be green, you be white, whatever. Huh. This came out in 1999. Two albums to their career's name. Dead Z sounds like they're going to be like some deathcore band, and then you get this like, uh, y'all, okay, y'all. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? We gave it a shot. We gave it a shot. That didn't really save us. I think this is the most amount of times we've interrupted an album review episode yeah. with other music. You got anything else on this track? Nope. All right, let's move forward. All right. Uh, no home. Track 13. Let's see how stupid his lyrics are on this one. This is not any form of home. Home. Home is where the heart is. No home, no heart, no home, no heart. Chorus. <laughs> oh my god. Shut up, I'll kick you out. Shut up, I'll kick... Let me start over, sorry. A little complicated yeah, here. Get it right. Shut up, I'll kick you out. Shut up, I'll do you in. Shut up, I'll kick you out. Shut up, I'll do you in. Shut up, I'll kick you out. Shut up, I'll do you in. Look. I didn't even... That was half of it. Uh, This is your trap, your crap. This is not my thing. No soul, no heart. No home, no heart. Okay. Okay. All right, fella. Um, This one features Amir Durak, which... I, I, he's from Orgy, the band Orgy at the time. He's since okay. like gone on to other projects, Dead by Sunrise with Chester Bennington, uh, other things. 
Um, he does percussion synth is how he's credited on this track. I really don't get it. Oh god. Squirrel. It's it's weird that the band was like All right. Like, you know? Is this the best you can do? Like you got so lucky on the first album that for one, like uh Sharon Osborne like like co-signed you basically and got you on Oz the uh, the uh, Oz Fest. Right? Where you don't monkey with the monkey. Well, you don't. You can't outfox the fox. <laughs> um, like so, you so you lucked out and you had like just a few songs, right? Like wasn't that, that that was the thing, right? They, you had a few songs and then they got signed and they had to come up with a bunch of other songs. Wasn't wasn't that the thing? Uh, I think we talked about that being a possibility. I, I can't remember. If I that feel was like the that may scenarios, like but. yeah, it was something. Sharon Osborne had signed them and uh, or like heard them and like got them on Oz Oz uh, uh, and so like they, they I, I you know every band gets a lucky break okay so so you so they're not unique in that regard but like still like but like these lyrics are so goddamn lazy it just pisses me off reading the lyrics like I mean the music is one thing like I'm you know it's fine. I don't totally hate the music or anything like that, but like just the repetition and the stupidity of some of these lyrics is astonishing. So I, I looked up their first album and it says that the, the band formed in Los Angeles in 1993. Um, there were connections that the band had with Fear Factory and producer Ross Robinson and that helped them get signed to Roadrunner Records. Prior okay. to releasing their first album the band was already known in heavy metal circles and uh they performed at the inaugural inaugural edition of Ozfest in 1996 so yeah okay. they yeah it does seem very like right time right place out. i mean yeah. they had a lot of connections i mean that's a, a good group of people to know <laughs> if you're in that era and mm -hmm. playing that kind of music um so you know a lot of that's luck they they, they you know um, not to discount I have heard they're a pretty decent band live so you know um, I'm sure that, that that helped them a lot but um, reading these lyrics I'm like fuck you <laughs> fuck you like I, yeah, okay look I'm sure he's like a, a, a fairly nice guy but like dude try it, yeah like it's like, like, I, I've shown. There's several times I've shown you the genius. Like, I had the genius app pulled up on my phone. I've shown you, like, this is what the chorus is, and it's literally 16 lines of the same exact, yeah. same exact uh, uh, phrase. Yeah, just okay. repeated over and over. Wait, hold on. This one has a very special guest star, Georgie the Pug on panting. On this track 14, Sherry Vegas. Pug should not exist. Oh my god. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. Time to call the men in black. They've been purposely deformed. They I look don't hear a pug on this. They look great in a stiletto. True that. No, they're deformed. You oh wait, we're still on no home. <laughs> you came from a wolf. That was the end of that track. That was their like hidden track thing? Here we go. I hate this song. 
I fucking despise this song. Look at me in the eye. I hate this song. I see, I see it. I feel it. There's a lot of whites of your eyes coming over. Is there anything in particular that, that, that makes you hate this song more than the previous songs? Pre-chorus and chorus. Okay. We're gearing up for it. Here we go. I hate this. Oh boy. What is this in reference to? What is Sherry Vegas? Do we I, know? I no fucking clue. I've come clean to Sherry Vegas. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, brother. This fucking sucks. Yeah. We can move on if you want. You ready for the last one? Well, we have two more. We're on uh, track 14. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I can't. I cannot do that song. I fucking hate that song. Every go. time it came on, I was just like, fuck you. Fuck you, song. Well, speaking of fuck you, song, this yeah. is track 15, Notion. Now that noise you hear, DJ what Lethal. Is that, what is that called? DJ Lethal from Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Credited as performing Freaky Fractures. Freaky Fractures. And, and. Freaky Fractures. Oh boy. Yeah. What? I don't. What does that mean? I, you know, previous to this, uh, it was always the. The turntable is like a guitar thing that like drove me nuts. <laughs> but this is like this is worse. Um, in addition to that, Jay Baumgardner, who's a rock producer, provided keyboards on this track as well as Amir Durak, again from Orgy, provides keyboards on this yeah. track. Jay Baumgardner is a pretty. He, he's been around. Yeah. Worked with that gold kid Joe Bush, Helmet, Seven Dust, Papa Roach. Drowning Pool, Godsmack, Three Days Grace, P.O.D., Newfound Glory, Spine Shank, Alien at Farm, and Orgy. Yeah. He was, I remember him being a big deal in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. He showed up all over the place. Yup. But he didn't do any Freaky Fractures. He didn't do any Freaky Fractures until now. What? Freaky. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why he's it's, the only one that got like a weird credit like that. It's, it's like... I, I hate their vibe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I hate their yeah. fucking vibe. Yeah. It's just so goddamn annoying. Sherry Vega. Uh, every time that song, I, like, the first time I heard it, I'm like... Oh, this is this is changing something inside of me. <laughs> and then every subsequent listening, I'm just like, I get like halfway through it. I'm like, no, 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 can't do it. So we had to miss the pug. Uh, it's it's fine. There's a, a a dog panting on there, I guess. Yeah, like struggling to breathe because pugs have um, 
deformed faces because humans have bred them and people who buy them are cruel because they should not exist. Well, look, they exist regardless. The least you could do is adopt one and take care of it. No, they should be put down. Take it's a- cruel. They're in pain. They can't breathe. They have horrible... The, the quality of life is terrible. Honestly, they should be put down, all of them. I, I genuinely believe that. I feel like they have been bred to the point where they are an abomination to nature. Um, they're evidence of man's hubris and his awful taste. My little four-legged boy, Miles, is here in the room as we're recording this. Miles, what do you have to say about this, my Let's boy? Let's hear it, bud. That's the best thing I've heard all night. <laughs> Panting all right. provided by Miles Morales Hebert. Anything but you. Last track, we made Anything it. Anything but this band. Oh, God my God. Damn. Well, uh, Finally fucking made it. As we're here uh, running out the clock on this one, uh, again, Amir Durak is uh, from Orgy is on this one. This time he provides the micro Moog, some kind of keyboard, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's a Wikipedia Moog. article on there. If yeah. you want to check it out. Please enjoy. Um, let's talk about the name of this album. Let's talk about the cover art. So we don't have to dovetail back to this okay, again. Yeah. So uh, name of the album, Chamber Music. Pretty easy connection, right? Like, Roll deep. Uh, I, I, t- <laughs> I talked a, a few episodes back about it's taken us this long to get to a point where Busta Rhymes releases an album called Blockbuster. Right. It seems kind of obvious after hearing that. Yeah. And then like hearing Chamber Music... For a band called Cold Chamber. Yeah. It's right there, you know? Yeah. Again, didn't have to think too hard to come up with that. I don't I don't feel. But also chamber music is a very specific type of music from way back in the day, you know? Even right. before the seventies, I think. It, it, that's what their little inter interstitial interlude kind of things are trying to get at trying to sound like chamber music. The first track, the opening track, it's trying to sound like, like chamber music, but it's a piss poor imitation. Well more like chamber pot music. That's the best thing I've heard all night. <laughs> Thank you. That's better than every single lyric <laughs> he's had. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the album cover. <laughs> Looks like uh, a 14-year-old got a hold of um, uh, a pirated version of Photoshop. Yeah, paint.net. It's an I, I wrote down, because I wanted to spell it out, an angelic goth cellist uh mm-hmm. and it's like fairly colorful for a new metal <laughs> genre album or whatever so bad you know their their first album was like overly saturated as well so uh-huh. again not you know the ice cream truck yeah the, the big truck um it still looked at least it had something this is just so bad mm-hmm. well we've checked those boxes so Go look at it, a listener. If you haven't seen it, go look at it. It's bad. It's so, <laughs> look at the font. <laughs> look at the font. <laughs> Ross, <laughs> Ross is covering his face right now. <laughs> okay. Let me pull it back up here. I haven't studied it. Let's see. Look at chamber music. <laughs> Holy shit! It's like, it's like in a. It was written in like puff paint. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, but it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, uh, you know, we still have, what, like a minute and change left on this. Yeah. Uh, there is a limited edition bonus version of this album that has two additional tracks. Uh, we're not going to play those. I, I couldn't find them. Even if we could, we don't need to play those. Uh, track 17 would be called Wishes. Track 18 is called Apparition. I can't imagine that they are of quality. If they didn't make this album, which we don't, we don't care I'm assuming, for. Is that it, maybe? The... Uh, Cold Chamber chamber music with a like, white background. <laughs> she got her little uh, hoof kicked out there. Why does this uh, keep going? Yeah. I can't stop laughing at this <laughs> font. Uh, oh my god! Like the I, the I, track I is tears coming down my face. The track is still playing, but there's not. I, I think it like does something. Isn't it just like Come just down. some noise? They can't even do this right. <laughs> I know. Like, just have people talking, like, making jokes in the background, like, in the studio. you like, yeah. caught on mic kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, an echo effect on, like, moving chords around or some shit like that. Yep. Yep. That's it. Well, hey, uh, we did the damn thing. Uh, we talked about this album. Neither of us were enthused to get into. Nope. But we did it. We committed to a full Cold Chamber album. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about reviewing a Cold Chamber album is that you know you don't have to do it again for a while, you know? True. So, hey, hey, silver linings, you mm-hmm. know? Thank God. Thank God that's over. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, let me see. When does the, the next Cold Chamber album come out? This came out in 1999. Next Cold Chamber album is 2002. So we've got... Oh, podcast will be yeah, over by that point. Oh, <laughs> If it's not, it will be. Long before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to speed run here soon. I mean, I say soon in, in, in you know, uh, in, in chronologically in the next couple of years. It's probably going to, you know, we hit about 2,000. Mm-hmm. We might start speed running some of this. <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, potentially. Well, look, we don't have to do stained anymore, so that's good. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, it's a big plus. Shit stained. Featuring that alpha cuck, Aaron Lewis. If there's one thing you can take away from this episode. It's been a while since I've had a coke from McDonald's. Is that a curse from McDonald's? Since I've had a coke from McDonald's. Oh, a coke from McDonald's, yeah. It's been a while. I suck. Do you think he he saw the news about... Coyote versus Acme getting shelved, and he just like started. He like Kevin McAllister slid down his like <laughs> hard, hardwood floor, just he like fist Yosemite Sam shooting his gun <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> oh my god, what a piece of shit! Fuck um, you, Aaron Lewis. Okay, Alpha Cuck, Aaron Lewis. Alpha Cuck, Aaron Lewis. Remember, hashtag never forget. Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, any other thoughts we might have on this album. What, what do you feel? Uh, as we're ramping, we're not quite to the the ratings yet, but like, okay. are, do you have any additional notes beyond what we've talked about? Because honestly, it feels like we were gassed before we even got to playing the music. They're so goddamn repetitive, and the lyrics are embarrassingly bad. 
I just I had no the the most joy I got out of this is laughing at the font on the album cover. That's it, and also remembering the Ozzy Osbourne screaming monkey at the scene. <laughs> you, know, you know the best part of that music video is when Ozzy would do that, but you could tell that like they would cut from Ozzy, who was like definitely in England recording his part, and then yeah. they went to like some uh, uh, fucking uh, factory in California for Cole yeah. Chambers' part, and like the Ozzy stuff. Whenever it would like cut back and forth, especially on a chorus. Mm-hmm. They would just like reuse his take sometimes oh, because yeah, his hands yeah, yeah. and his hair would move the exact same way. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, we're not going to have him sing this twice. No. He's like, I just reuse it. You know? I guarantee they, they did everything in one take and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you make it with a monkey. <laughs> Fucking Pete, what Peter are your feelings Gabriel? on this? I'm mad at Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get you with a sledgehammer. Mm. Uh, look, I, <sighs> I do appreciate them uh trying to step outside of their wheelhouse in a way mm-hmm. even though they didn't want to sound like corn from 1994 or 1996 they instead decided to sound like corn from 1998 <laughs> and i guess that's a step towards something it's different yeah. you know sure um i don't know i i don't know that disting distancing yourself from something automatically makes it good yeah. you know no like I, Why was that your thing? Yeah. If you don't want to sound like corn, don't sound like corn. Mm-hmm. Don't sound like corn to begin with. I mean, if if you not sound like Cold Chamber, that would, that would that be, be even better. better. <laughs> yeah, that's what they should have done for this. They're like, hey, we're going to turn to not sound like we did in the first album. Mm-hmm. That would be better. I mean, to me, this sounds different uh, than the first Cold Chamber album, for sure. Look, we, we, we definitely ragged on the first one for being very samey. This yeah. one, it's, it's they they made an effort to not sound as samey, so it, good on you. It sounds samey in a different way, you know? Exactly. I didn't know something could be this samey. I know. And the lyrics. Fuck off with the lyrics, <laughs> Defafara. Write, li- write lyrics. You're, you're getting paid probably good amounts of money, better than I'm probably getting paid right now. You could put in a little bit more effort mm. to write lyrics or fuck it. Nobody's going to get mad at you if you go out there and you find somebody who can write lyrics and you pay them a couple grand to write lyrics for your album. Who cares? Nobody gives a shit. Fred Durst had uh, uh, Scott Weiland come in and write all the melodies for um, Significant Other. So, like, no one gives a shit. Like, Is, is that a true statement? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Okay. Wait, did you not know that? Well, I, f- I feel like you had mentioned that, but I, and we couldn't find anything concrete when you looked it up. When we discussed that album. Really? Yeah, on Significant Other. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah. Um, I, I could have sworn. Um, okay. Um, yeah. let me, let me posit this for Dez's lyrics. Um, we listened yeah. to a little bit of devil driver and I personally like that better. I didn't pay attention to the lyrics. I don't know if we made it as far into the song to get to the chorus, but it's possible with that band, maybe he's, uh, done better about making the, the chorus lyrics, not so repetitious. Yeah. Maybe 
I'm wondering if maybe part of the repetition for this is um, maybe there's some like industrial influence or something like that that in he's pulling from to make the lyrics repetitious or right. something. I don't. I'm grasping at straws trying to uh, to give him credit. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's something he's going for that I'm not seeing, but I thought there was um, some smatterings of like new wave influence on this, which again is something that um, Jonathan Davis from Corn was inspired by that that genre. Yeah, and they brought in like you know somebody from Dead Z and Orgy, you know. So mm-hmm. obviously those are like very much uh, like kind of the at that time the modern new wave like resurgence that happened for like a year and a half in like the late nineties. Amir to rock. <laughs> he named himself that I read. Oh, yeah. His I guess his first name is Amir, but he changed his last name to Darak because it sounds like I'm, I'm here to rock. Uh-huh. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, I hate that. It uh, that disgusts me. Uh, I guess it leads into his like uh, Iranian influence or or uh, I'm sorry, not influence, uh, ethnicity or something like that. Okay, it's reflective of that. So honestly, you have to like it or you're racist. Okay, mm-hmm. done and done. Okay. I dated an Iranian girl. Oh, I know. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was there. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. Alpha cooking me. <laughs> her family, was, hey, gosh, yeah, her family was really cool. Like her, uh, her, uh, like her dad was intense as fuck. But he ended up liking me. He didn't like well, me. Well, you like camping a lot. What? What? He liked camping, so he was intense a lot. Uh, he was really intense, but he ended up liking me because I uh, uh, I was critical of uh, race theory. Israel and I supported Palestine, and he was like, "Oh, oh, oh okay, okay." And like then he liked me mm. because I supported Palestine. I'm uh, ignorant to the whole situation. Oh, what they got going on over there? Um, let's talk about it. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about. Why don't we just solve it? How come how come conversations on a podcast never start with let's solve some problems? They just need to get in the room and talk about it. Step one Step one, get Jesus into your life. That's all you gotta do. Hey. Once you welcome in Jesus, everything gets fixed. Other religions have you ever heard of the Lord? Have you ever heard of a religious man doing something bad? I have. No. No. I asked the Pope, he was like, I hey, I don't know even know. Never. Once. Did you hear that? Uh, you know the Moms for Liberty thing is the people are trying to get like all those books banned, oh, like LGBTQ yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- books uh, in like schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out uh, today or yesterday that um, one of the leader co-founder people, um, mm-hmm. well, a few years back he he called it a blip because one tiny blip on his record. Thanos got him. His little blip was that he, you know, sexually assaulted a fourteen-year-old boy. Jesus raped Christ. him anally is a blip. It's a blip. Don't worry, he's 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 on the he's on the Lord side now. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Uh, mm. Pun semi intended, but like it's uh, fucking disgusting, man. It's always the ones you suspect most. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. what do you think about this so guy wearing up. a giant ass hat and this driving around in a mobile named after himself? It's probably a good guy, right? Probably, probably legit. Probably uplifting and. Uh, I think the current Pope's all right, actually. Yeah, that's what I heard. But like, you know, it's still, you know, yeah. I hear he likes 
religion, a, and I'm just like, I, know, I ain't got time for this. You know, he lives in a temple made of gold, so I don't know how much of a <laughs> pious religious man he can claim to be, but whatever. He's fucking gold member. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the ratings for this album. Uh, what could yeah. this possibly be? Uh, so we are going to do our normal rating of zero to seven new metal guitar strings for. Chamber Music by Cold Chamber, released in the year of our Lord 1999. Ross, go ahead and kick this bad boy off. Cero, as they say in Española. Desafada, Española, cero. A zero. Zero strings for Ross. Like zero. That. I hated this Th- album. This I is fucking the... hated this album. <laughs> this is the second zero score you've given. Do you remember what the first one was? I did. Godsmack? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. That, makes uh-huh. sense. that is correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, matter of fact, let me let me go back. I want to see what we gave the first Cold Chamber album. I am continuing to look. Okay, uh, the Cold Chamber self-titled album, released in February of 1997. We both gave that a two. So this is a step in the wrong direction for Ross Lichtai, co-host of the Nudist Colony New Metal Discussion Podcast, I'm not uh, wasting time <laughs> as I've tried to fill out this spreadsheet I've created uh, for myself. Yeah. Um, so, oh wait, I I wrote down the wrong score for you. Oh, well, let me let me jot this down. I'm doing the uh, the thing from Cable Guy. Wait, what is this? From Cable Guy when he was like talking to him on the phone, he was like oh. losing his mind. He's like, I need to rewatch this movie. I haven't seen it. I fucking in love decades. it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will say it's the best Jim Carrey. Or I shouldn't say that. It's my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Hmm. It's really he, good. Better than Fun with Dick and Jane. I don't even think I saw that. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I can't know. say. I, I was uh, uh, reaching back. Uh, I think my nose is bleeding, reaching back that far. Uh, when the truth is light. Remember we used to that Hell yeah, the soundtrack. Oh, uh, man, with all the little like audio clips, it was uh, fucking Hell great. Yeah. I'm going to give this album a one. So it is also a, uh, a step in the wrong direction for me. Sure. Um, even though I thought the first album was very samey, at least I liked two songs on that one. I don't like any of this. I don't like any of it. But I'm going to give the band credit for attempting to step out of uh, their comfort zone from the first album to the second. And I'll give it that credit also. I just don't fucking like it. I yeah. don't like anything on this. No. It's just, I hate it. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick your favorite song of this album, could you, would you, should you? It's hard to tell because... Shock the, the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Because, hey, at least it makes me kind of laugh because it's so goddamn stupid. Everything uh, else I'm just, like, annoyed by. Yeah. Shock the monkey, it's annoying, but I'm, like, so stupid. <laughs> God. I can't monkey. believe... I can't believe that got any traction. I know. And it's, like, their their most popular song at that time. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm about to seize. That's, uh... Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I think for me... Uh, what was, uh, I guess maybe Tyler's song, maybe, okay. uh, the one that was on the Scream 3 soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, no particular reason, I guess. Uh, it was on Scream 3. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was on Scream 3, perhaps. 
Um, so where do you think New Metal is at this point? We're just like a, a week or two this, past. This put New Metal back years. Nine Eleven Eight got shit on this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This album indirectly caused 9-11. Yeah, well, I mean, no, we don't it's, know. Look, it's where it was last week. It's still right and high. This is this isn't making a blip either way. Yeah. This is just, just whatever. Ugh. Can we Fine. not talk? I don't I don't like the word blip now. You know? Oh, because of Thanos? <laughs> no, because of the 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 thing you just said about the guy with the fourteen year old kid. Uh oh, what? Why is that blip? That's what you said. It was a blip on his... Uh... Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah, you'll understand why in a second. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, yeah. We talked about this album. We yep. reviewed it. It's all done. It's in the books. Update the wiki. There's no wiki. I just have a spreadsheet. So It's a Google Doc. I'll send it to you if you want it. Um, next week, uh, for our Hidden Track episode, uh, we don't have any major plans. I figure we'll probably just do the same shit we always do. Maybe uh, grab a bevy, talk yeah. about some tunes, something yeah. like that. Nothing too hardcore or crazy, right? Yeah. And then, after that, the next album we will be discussing mm-hmm. is an album I've never heard in its entirety. Okay. This is an album that also had a lead single and potentially only single that was a cover song. Okay. That oh. uh, I don't know that I heard before... Uh, uh, before I hearing the cover, well, I said that clunkily, but that's just my yeah. whole thing nowadays. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about felons and revolutionaries by Dope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Early warning. <laughs> huh. All right. I don't think uh, about Dope. I don't either. I don't either. So <laughs> I this just gonna... smoke it, bro. <laughs> yeah. I just look at one. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I've never explored dope. Me neither. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Give it a shot. It's It's got to be better than this, right? God, I hope so. If it's not, <laughs> we're eating that shotgun. <laughs> uh, and then you can uh, see all of our contact information in the show notes. We're going to have... Uh, a link to our Spotify playlist where you can find the Dope album linked on it. You can go through, uh, check out all the albums uh, that we've discussed so far yeah. in the Spotify playlist. And uh, yeah, I guess check it out. enjoy a portion of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to, to say with yeah. an album like this. You know, It's got but, a few followers. Yeah. I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might be in the band. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's everything I've got here, yeah. and uh, yeah, you want to take it on home? Very well. Where do I begin? My father was a relentlessly self-improving Bollingeré from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mom was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize. He would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy, a sort of general malaise that only the genius possess in the insane lament. My childhood was typical, Samoz and Rangoon, Luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds, pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, 
A Zoroastrian named Vilma ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it. I meant to say, suggest you try getting fucked. God damn it! I almost made it! Fuck! Fuck! Get fucked! I mean, we can go back and edit it. No, it's fine. That's it. One take. Bye! Bye! Monkey with the monkey. Say what? N-D-C. Fantastic. Uh, bye.